0: Well, good evening, everyone. It's wonderful to be here with you this evening. For those who don't know me, my name is Catherine, and I'm one of the curates here at Holy Trinity. I'm gonna start with a bit of a confession. I absolutely love Christmas. I don't know about you, but I totally love Christmas. I turn into a bit of a child again. When I see the presents under the tree, sing the carols, smell the mince pies, drink the mulled wine. Well, I'm sure you get the picture. But one of the things that really says Christmas to me are the lights. So a few weeks ago, I came into this space here in church one evening. It was right at the end of November. And I didn't know that the lights had been put up that day, so I came in and that star at the top of the apps was lit and I wasn't expecting to see it. And There was something just so magical and Christmassy about seeing those lights twinkling there even though it was only November. Now I know last year a lot of people left their Christmas lights up well into January because of the darkness of the pandemic restrictions that made last Christmas so difficult for so many of us. And I think it was a sign of hope, wasn't it, in the darkness? I wonder whether some of us might choose to do the same this year. There is something just so hopeful about walking home or walking the dogs on a dark evening and seeing those Christmas lights twinkling there in the dark streets. And that link between light and hope is something that I want us to hold in our minds as we look back to that Bible passage that Pete has just read for us so beautifully. And it begins with a resonance that takes us right back to the beginning, to the creation of the world. In the beginning was the Word. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In the beginning, God spoke into the darkness. Let there be light. And there was light. The Christmas story, the coming of light into the world, has roots that run deep, right back to the very beginning. And the story continues, as we heard in our first reading, as the prophets in Old Testament times pointed to the flickers of light that were coming, the signs of hope coming into the world. Isaiah writes, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And this promise was fulfilled that first Christmas in Bethlehem. We just sung, didn't we? O little town of Bethlehem, yet in thy dark street shineth the everlasting light. As John writes, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. So the symbolism of light and hope at Christmas time runs deeper than twinkling Christmas lights, beautiful as they are. Our hope rests on the coming of the baby born in Bethlehem, the light of the world. But when Jesus came into the world, not everyone recognised the light and hope that he came to bring. John writes, he was in the world And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognise him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. I feel sad when I read those verses. There's just something really heartbreaking that the light of the world is shining bright and yet so many eyes are closed. But that was my story too for the first 18 years of my life. And then I had what I can only describe as a light bulb moment. My eyes were opened and I suddenly understood who Jesus was and placed my hope and trust in him. I allowed that light to begin to shine in my life, helping me make sense of life, identity, the future, turning confusion into clarity. But of course for me, and I know for all of us, life isn't plain sailing from that moment on. The light shines, but there is still darkness all around. The darkness of personal struggles, perhaps bereavement or illness, the darkness of the pandemic, the challenges facing the future of our planet, and so on. Let's turn back to John's Gospel again. Where we read these words, the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. I want you just to imagine for a moment that you go into a dark room and strike a match. That little flickering light from the match, small as it is, drives back the darkness. It's not the other way round, is it? The match doesn't get snuffed out by being in a dark room. If you turn on a torch, you get a beam of torch light. There's no such thing as a beam of torch dark. Light has the power to overcome darkness. It is not overcome by the darkness. Jesus is the light of the world. And this light was not overcome by the darkness of the world he was born into or the darkness that still exists today. Even when Jesus faced death on the cross, it seemed that darkness had won the victory. But then in his resurrection, the light of a new age dawns and he gave birth to a light that can never be extinguished. I have a cupboard under the stairs in my house, as I'm sure many of us do. And it's always with a feeling of some dread that I go to this cupboard and turn the light on because I know that it's going to illuminate those dark, dusty, untidy corners that make me feel like I should do some tidying up. And perhaps when the light of Jesus shines into our lives, maybe there are some dark places in our lives that we may be a little bit reluctant to open to his light. Maybe there are things that bring us guilt and shame, fear and anxiety, sadness or loss. Places we try to hide from other people, from God, even perhaps from ourselves. But we need not be afraid. There is a wonderful promise for all who will receive the light of the world who will allow this gentle, loving light to shine in our hearts. John writes, to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. The light of the world shines into our hearts, not like a scary bright spotlight from a police helicopter, but like a gentle lamplight held by a loving father. He knows us inside out. He even knows those things that we would prefer to keep hidden. And yet he loves us unconditionally. The light of the world speaks to your heart. My precious child, I love you. So will you receive the light of the world into your own heart this Christmas time? the light that brings hope, the light that cannot be overcome by the darkness around or the darkness within. In a moment, we will be singing the wonderful words of Charles Wesley and I finish with an invitation to make these words your own this Christmas time. Hail the heavenly Prince of Peace, hail the son of righteousness, light and life to all he brings risen with healing in his wings. Amen.